Our text is in uh, Numbers 20, verses 1 through 13. Then the children of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zin in the first month, and the people stayed in Kadesh, and Miriam died there and was buried there. Now there was no water for the congregation, so they gathered together against Moses and Aaron. And the people contended with Moses and spoke, saying, If only we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. Why have you brought up the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness, that we and our animals should die here? And why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It is not a place of grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, nor is there any water to drink. So Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the door of the tabernacle of meeting, and they fell on their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron gather the congregation together. Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock, and give water to the congregation and their animals. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Hear now, you rebels, must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. This was the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel contended with the Lord, and he was hallowed among them. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is an example to us. It is truth, it is life, and it is our future. We thank you, Lord, for your kindness to us in giving it to us. And we pray, Lord, open our minds that we would understand. In Christ's name, for his sake and for the building up of his kingdom, we pray. Amen. We started this series last July, and at the time I wasn't really sure how long it would go. It's gone much longer already than I thought it would. Uh, we've had 15, and we'll have three more, this one and two more. And so I just wanted to let you know there is in, an end in sight to us being in the wilderness and uh, here we have, obviously, another deja vu. Uh, this is very familiar to us. The people are complaining bitterly against Moses and Aaron. They don't have water. And they're complaining that they don't have variety in their food. And so twice before, and more most likely, but at least twice before, they had specifically complained about water, and I addressed it in Exodus 15, where they had arrived at Marah, and the water was bitter, and they could not drink it. It was so bitter. And then the, the uh, stick was thrown into it. God had pointed out the tree to Moses, and it was cleansed. And then later, uh, when they were in the wilderness, and there was no water, and the rock was struck, which uh, this obviously is the deja vu aspect to that. That was in Rephidim in Exodus 17. Uh, Moses struck the rock, and the water came out. Here, Moses is instructed to speak to the rock. And let me reread verses 7 to 11. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation. Moses took the rod, and Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly, and he said, Must we bring water for you out of this rock? 
Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod, and water came out abundantly. So Moses did not obey God. He did not speak to the rock. He struck the rock, just like he'd done before, and yet water came out abundantly. And so then, as a new uh, young Christian, you might think, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why did water come out? Why did water come out here? Moses obviously disobeyed God, and yet water came out. And I'll get to that. Let me read verse 13 again, the very last verse we read. This was the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel contended with the Lord, and he was hallowed among them. Now, the question is, how was God hallowed among the people in this event? And what does hallowed mean? So obviously it means to be honored. God was honored. He was elevated as being righteous and holy in the midst of these people. He was hallowed among them. But look back to verse 12. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel. So see, Moses and Aaron did not honor God. They did not elevate him for the people to see. Who did it? God did. God honored himself by allowing that water to flow out of that rock, even though Moses hadn't done what he'd said. God honored himself and rebuked by that act the lack of honor that was granted to him by Moses and Aaron. Then he punished Moses. Because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. Now I want to look back at something and I want to look forward at something right now briefly. I want to look back at Numbers 12, and we looked back at this once before, but Numbers 12, verses 1 through 3. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. So see, we have the word of God telling us that Moses is more humble than all the other people on earth. And like I said, even though Moses had to write that himself because he wrote this part of the Bible, but yet God is saying it. Moses just recorded it for us. Then, I want to have you skip ahead to Deuteronomy 3. Deuteronomy 3, and I'm going to start at verse 23. This is Moses speaking to the people. Then I pleaded with the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand, for what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do anything like your works and your mighty deeds? I pray let me cross over and see the good land beyond the Jordan, those pleasant mountains, and Lebanon. But the Lord was angry with me on your account and would not listen. And he told him, speak no more of me to me on this matter. And then let me skip ahead to 421. There, furthermore, the Lord was angry with me for your sakes and swore that I would not cross over the Jordan and that I would not enter the good land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. Now, what I ask you is who is Moses blaming for him not being able to enter the promised land? He's blaming those stubborn people. But 
who is to blame for Moses not entering the promised land? Moses himself. The most humble man on earth is blame shifting. He's blaming someone else for what he himself should accept responsibility for. So see, even the most humble man on earth is sometimes too proud to own their sin. And this is very telling. I believe this is here expressly for this purpose for us. Moses blamed these people, yet he was to blame. There is so much symbolism here. There's so much here that I could talk about, but I want to hit a couple highlights. First, this is a communion meditation. We sit here before uh, the body and blood of Christ, and we remind ourselves of our sins. That's what this whole communion meditation is about. Yes, we remind ourselves also of Christ's greatness. And this text visibly illustrates that because that rock was struck that first time and water poured out. And yet here Moses is supposed to speak to the rock, and yet he struck it again. He sinned in striking it, and yet the water came forth again. So see, that's Christ's mercy to us. That's Christ bearing repeated abuse on our behalf after he's already borne abuse on our behalf. That's us as believers piling it on Christ and justifying ourselves. And Moses was guilty of it. He was not a perfect man. He was a sinful man. And yet we often fail to honor God just as he did. And in that he was the most humble person on earth, probably more than he did. So in the absence of us honoring him, he will honor himself as he did in pouring that water out and then it being declared that he was hallowed before these people. He was hallowed by his own act of grace in the presence of Moses' ungratefulness. So see, our fallen character, despite the strengths, is never enough to satisfy God. It wasn't enough for Moses, though he was the most humble man on earth. And so Christ took that first blow and he takes all subsequent blows, often because of our willful sins, our attempt at self-justification. So see, God, though, punished Moses for his obstinance. He refused to allow him into the promised land. And so when we sin willfully and we cover it up as Moses did, we do also often suffer the consequences in this world. So see, God saves us, yes, but yet we can bear his reproach on this earth. We can be rebuked by God and be punished by God. And that's right, that's good. God wants us to change our conduct and honor him as we ought to. So when we come to the table, let's remind ourselves that we are here, we exist in our uh, new state, in this forgiven state to honor Christ by bearing his reproach properly. So let's go to him now. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this example that so clearly illustrates the weakness of man to properly honor you. Uh, even a man such as Moses, a very humble man, a very selfless man, even here, he and Aaron bow down and you speak to them and you give them the solution to the problem, but they disobey you. Father, we also often disobey you 
And yet we come to the table thanking you for Christ, thanking you for his sacrifice on our behalf. Lord, be with us. Pray that we would learn to love you as you are to be loved and learn to serve you and bear your reproach as you deserve it to be done. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.